cliffcentral.com. Dr. Hanan, which is uh, some people's favorite part of a Monday. It's kind of where we get our uh, act together. We tidy up our minds. We figure out how to make sense of this crazy world. It's going to be okay with Dr. Hanan Bushkin, renowned psychologist and head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg. And we've got a couple of questions from some people in the comments section. And Mm -hmm. I also have a few on email. And we've even got a question from producer Ryan, which we'll get to in just a moment. But first, let us welcome Dr. Hanan. Hey, Doc. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing, guys? Getting warmer. It is. Isn't it great? I, I was walking around in a t-shirt yesterday. I felt so liberated. <laughs> I saw it's going to be 26, 27 tomorrow, the next day. I mean, that changes mood for everybody. Oh, yeah. Right. But as you've told us before, you cannot make decisions based on your feelings because your feelings change like the weather. All the time. All the time. All right. So let's go. We've got a couple of things here. The first question that um, I see from the comments section earlier was right at the beginning of the show. So this is clearly someone who uh, desperately needs your help. So Leanne from Perth says, question for Dr. Hanan, how do I know if I am a kind or selfless person or if I'm fawning to avoid conflict? How do I stop myself from fawning without becoming selfish? She sounds like such a kind person that she's actually wondering whether she's kind. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, a truly, a truly kind person would do that. Um, I've never, it's never crossed my mind to consider whether or not I'm kind. I couldn't care less. So um, I'll answer it in the most comprehensive but quick way that I can. And that is don't vilify being kind. Being kind is good. Uh, people that are not kind, that don't get uh, socially integrated into a social circle, and the whole notion of you got to be a bitch or you got to be evil or you got to be unkind is mm-hmm. in order to be accepted or in order to be cool is actually not cool and it's not accepted and nobody likes unkind people. So being kind is the right approach. And if that's the foundation that you're starting with, well, good on you. That means that you're starting off on a great note. The question that you've got to ask yourself is who are you kind to? Because as we keep on referring back to the coin theory, you only have limited amount of energy and coins to dispense into the world around you. And you've got to ask yourself, am I kind with the people and the things that give me a return on that kindness? And mm-hmm. if you feel that the return is not there, then you've got to redirect your kindness towards other people. So almost think of your kindness as a, as a host pipe pouring water. And you only have X amount of water to pour into whatever it is, but you can either pour that kindness, that water into fertile land, or you can pour that water onto concrete slabs. And I want you to take your kindness and don't stop that because that's your temperament. That's who you are. You can't be unkind and you shouldn't be unkind, but you've got to pour that uh, kindness or that empathy or that social intelligence or that emotional capacity into people that give you that return investment. I think so true. Like sometimes, sometimes I Mm. think, you know how you wake up in the morning, um, some mornings and you think I'm going to be nice to everyone today. I generally am, but sometimes you think, you know, I'm going to be nice to everyone in the traffic and you'll let people through and you'll wave and you'll do all those things. Let pedestrians cross, allow taxi in, And then all of a sudden, somebody hoots at you for something that wasn't your fault. 
and you lose it. You're like, I don't deserve this. I've been kind to everyone today. <laughs> and yeah. you can actually like, and you've now you, you've reached a point where you've broken down because you've spent all your coins being kind and something tiny like this has now flipped you off because you're at the end of your tether. Yeah. And you know what we do, Leanne? We actually tend to generalize. So like we have 99 great moments and we have bad one bad one and we're like, I'm done being kind. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's just the one that gave you bad feedback and you forget very quickly the 99 that were very appreciative and acknowledge your kindness. So the aim is not to stop being kind. The aim is to be kind to uh, the people that are that return that kindness right, in, right back. All right, but Doc, there is also, I mean, kindness, I do agree with you, is probably one of the most beautiful qualities in someone. And I do think that truly kind people are less concerned with how the kindness is received than they are with actually just being the kind person that they may be. Um, You know, they're those people people who are very concerned with the, the social cachet that comes with being kind. In other words, they want people to think they're kind, even though they're not. That bothers me a little bit. Um, Someone says... You know, kind of like Ellen DeGeneres, who was supposedly absolutely awful to be around and terrible to live with. But she wanted everyone to think she was kind because she was doing these things on her show, like helping this person and getting involved in that charity. But deep down inside, she was mean to her own staff. Yeah. Look, I mean, we're not talking about people that pretend to be something that you're not. You've got to stick to your lane. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's... um. I always say to people, I know it feels like you want to give and give and give with, really with no uh, wish or fantasy of getting anything in return. But in reality, mm-hmm. when we give, we expect back. That's the reality. Yeah. And we might not expect back in the same currency, but we expect back in the same value. So what I mean by that is that if I go and give a bigger 20 rand, I don't expect 20 rand back. But I expect the feelings to the value of the 20 rand. Because the truth is, if I gave a bigger 20 rand and I felt awful, well, I'd stop giving 20 rand. So we, must, we mustn't assume that the moment we give, we don't expect anything to return. That's ultimate kindness without expecting. Psychologically, it doesn't work that way. The moment we give, we expect the rule. One of the key fundamentals of the coin theory is the more you invest, the more you value the more you care, the more you get disappointed by that. So in other words, if I invest a million rand into a business, I'm going to value it a lot more than I invest zero into a business. So the moment we invest, we don't necessarily expect the same currency, but we do expect some form of value in return. I think that's very sensible advice. Okay, so, I mean, all in all, we, we like the idea of kindness, and we're going, to say to, we're going to say to that person who sent that uh, message to us, keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry yeah. so much about how it's received. Just keep being kind, and uh, ultimately that will make you happier. Um, For sure, but be kind to the right in the right channels. Yeah, don't waste your kindness. Don't just uh, exactly. use the host exactly. Exactly, because work. the truth is, because the truth is, if you are, and this is important, unconditional kindness, unconditional mm-hmm. love breeds mm-hmm. abuse. Ooh. Remember that unconditional kindness, unconditional love breeds abuse. You're about to get abused if you're going to give your kindness for free. You must always be conditional with your kindness. You must always be conditional with your love. The only unconditional love that I can think of is between a a parent and a child. That's the only unconditional love that I can think of. Everything else 
needs, needs, not is, needs to be conditional. Otherwise, you're breeding abuse. Other, because the opposite doesn't work. And if it's conditional, then you're going to breed respect. That's, that is probably, that's the nugget of gold we were hoping for this yeah. morning. I'm glad we stumbled on it. So that, that idea of, because people have this idea that unconditional love is the most noble thing of all. You're saying, no, no, no. If that's what you're going to be doing, you're going to end up waiting there for abuse. Big, no, no, big. no. You, you, you'll attract people that unconditional givers attract mm. unconditional takers. That's the way it works. So if you're going to give stuff away for free, you'll have the people stealing it from you. That's the way it works. So don't give it for free. Be very conditional and intentional about who you give your love or your kindness to. You know, there are a couple of comments here and, and questions, and some of them we can we can deal with this morning, uh, but some of them it's going to take us a, a, a little while to unpack. Graham says, I really enjoy Dr. Hanan's analogies, makes handling scenarios and emotions more understandable for a layman like me. And for us, um, Graham, it's not just for you. I mean, this is, I often find some of this stuff really, really thoughtful and, and, and interesting. So Richard is moving to an equatorial country. Will my mood be the same every day? Obviously not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to waste your time answering that. Um, Bongi says, Doc, how does one stop being so easily distracted? I'm asking for a friend. Uh, is there a way to do that without meds? It's such a loaded question because I would need to ask her what is distracting you. Is it um, a feeling that's distracting you? Is it a child that's in the room that's screaming and shouting? Is it lack of sleep? That's causing that? Um, is it a colleague that maybe keeps on bugging you every now and then about something that's frivolous and not important? So I always ask my patients to really name the thing that triggers them, really name the thing that bothers them. Name it, name it, name it. The number one mistake that, that we make is one, we don't name the thing that's causing us to feel the way that we do. The number two mistake is we name it very generally. So I'll give you a quick analogy. If I take my car to a mechanic, a mechanic one doesn't diagnose the problem. Mechanic two diagnoses the problem, but very generally. Mechanic two says, oh, the car's broken. Mm. Mechanic three diagnoses the problem very specifically. The car's broken because the right front tire is flat. Mechanic one that doesn't diagnose the problem cannot fix it. Mechanic two that diagnose the problem very generally cannot fix it. It's an illusion. He created an illusion that he diagnosed the problem, but it's so general that he's completely disempowered to actually go and do something about it. What does it mean the car's broken? Yes, it's true. The car's broken, but that is so general that it completely disempowers him. Mechanic three, the only one that diagnosed the problem specifically is the one that's now empowered to gather resources, create a framework to go deal with the problem, which he named as the right front tires flat. And we do the same thing in our lives. We go, oh, I'm distracted, but we don't name what's the cause of it. Or a lot of people name the cause of it, but they name it too generally. So they go, oh, I'm anxious. Uh, it's the country. It's my family. Mm -hmm. Those are all mm -hmm. airy-fairy nonsense that gives you the illusion that you've named it but that is so general that you will never be able to fix it. What does it mean, the country? What does it yeah. mean, my family? What does it mean, my work? Even if it sounds very specific or financially, what does it even mean? Are you in debt? Do you owe somebody money? 
Do you need to uh, plan for a holiday? Do you need to save up for your kid's education? What does it mean? So people don't want to spend the time to name the thing that's bothering them. They would rather, one, not give it a title, or two, give it a very generalized title, but then they're disempowered. So back to the lady, I would ask her, name the trigger. Be as specific as you possibly can so you can deal with it. Awesome. I don't think we got time for anything else, but there's plenty of gold in this in them there hills with uh, Dr. Hanan <laughs> this morning. So this is valuable. You know, uh, I just I'm I admire the fact you just wake up and you 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 make such sense immediately. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish me too. I mean, Bakabantu and, and Leanne and I would see about Miss South Africa for like 20 minutes. It's like <laughs> stupid nonsense we come up with. No wonder we can't charge people for our time. <laughs> he can't come up with like mechanic one and mechanic two and mechanic three and unconditional kindness breeds unconditional so, abuse. <laughs> right. This sounds so sensible and so useful. And here we are just talking absolute nonsense about like Miss South Africa. It's ridiculous. All right. I suppose. I suppose we're, we're, the, we're the, the filler between uh, Dr. Hanan's uh, great nuggets. All right, Doc, we'll catch up with you next week. Nice Have a good week. You, guys. you too. Cheers, guys. Right. There he is. Dr. Hanan Bushkin.